Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen, my fellow sports fans. Thank you for joining me in another episode of Shepherd's Thoughts. Now, in this episode, I don't have a NFL mock draft plan. But what I do have is just your regular, you know, segment. Uh, I'm going to be talking about what's going on in the NFL. You know, just, just a normal thing you expect out of a podcast. But I will be doing a mock draft, just not in this episode. And I will be doing a mock draft today. I'm going to do consecutive episodes today. And and the reason I'm doing that is because I promised that I would do a full seven-round mock draft for each team. Uh, I have to because, you know, I have to or I have to do consecutive uh, episodes today because we're kind of running out of time. What do we have, 16 days left until the NFL draft? It's April 29th, uh, I think. So, you know, I, we're, I'm running out of time. I won't be able to do all teams if I just do one team every day. You know, and I, 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 most of the time I skip the weekends anyway. <clears throat> so let's talk about our segments today. Uh, our first segment today will be James Conner. Uh, the Arizona Cardinals signed James Conner uh, today, actually, early in the morning. Now, Yesterday is sort of when all those rumors started. James Conner visited the Arizona Cardinals yesterday, so that let what's what uh what led everyone to believe that we were going to sign James Conner, and that's what we ended up doing. So I'm actually happy about this signing, and let me tell you why. Uh, first of all, our running back spot is very very weak. It's worse than any other spot. Not saying that I don't like who we have now. Well, I'm it, but. But, like, Chase Edmonds. Chase Edmonds. I love Chase Edmonds. I think he's a good running back. Is he starter? Is he a starter? I don't think so. I don't think so at all. Uh, we have Eno Benjamin. Oh, I like I like Eno Benjamin. Benjamin. We drafted him last year and in the seventh round, I think. Uh, ASU. I want him to. I want him to see the field. I. 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 I know he was injured a little bit, but he wasn't injured for the whole season last year. He didn't get to see the field at all. So that that was that was very upsetting. So, but besides all that, none of our running backs now are starter quality. James Conner is starter quality. Pro Bowl. Uh, he's you know he showed he had multiple good seasons with Pittsburgh. I know he had. I think he had injury problems, but you know I don't. I haven't seen the contract yet. Let me try to pull it up right now, actually. Um, I haven't seen the contract details at all. And it doesn't look like they're telling me. Okay, so it is a one-year deal. I don't know how much, but it's probably going to be, because of his injuries, it's probably going to be a one-year prove-it deal. Uh, and I, I like what we're doing here. I think we're... We're sort of doing what the Tampa Bay Buccaneers did last year: is these this w- sign your stud players to one-year deal, you know, and and next thing you know, they won the Super Bowl. And a lot of people would question that type of that type of uh, method to build a team. I don't, I don't. I think it's very effective. That way, you know who's good, you know who to pay, and you know. I, 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 it, you can't really say it's that bad because 
the Buccaneers won a Super Bowl off of it, for heaven's sakes. So you gotta you gotta give some credit where credit is due there. Uh, and I, I like what we're doing. I like how we're building our team. So I, I, I really hope this pans out. But let's talk about how, then this is our second segment of the day, let's talk about what James Conner does for the NFL draft uh, with us, what, what it does for our draft. Now, in my mock full seven-round mock draft, uh, which was obviously put out before we signed James Conner, before we heard any of the rumors. I said that we were going to draft uh, Javante Williams, a running back out of North Carolina. Obviously, I don't think we're going to do that now, being that we just signed a running back and a good one in James Conner. So where does that leave us? Does that lead, uh, leave us with receiver? Does that lead us with leave us with uh, cornerback? Who knows? Maybe we'll even still take a running back. I don't know. Uh, maybe we'll take a linebacker. It doesn't really matter at this point. It's all up to speculation. Uh, it's really just what I think uh, until, you know, the draft. We'll have to see what happens in the draft because, I, I mean, I can't tell anyone. I can just go off of speculation, and, and that's about it. But I don't I, – like I guess, like I said, I don't think we're going to need running back now. Uh, I mean, we're not going to need running back to draft in the first round. So where could that leave us? So I'm going to tell you a couple of prospects that I'm definitely watching. Uh, Devontae Smith is probably my uh, top receiver prospect. But let's be honest here. Devontae Smith is most likely not going to fall to the uh, Arizona Cardinals at picking at 16. Uh, Jeremiah Wasu kormoa Now, I know linebacker, uh, linebacker in Notre Dame, I know linebacker is in our biggest need right now, but I would love to have him. I would love to pair him up with Isaiah Simmons. Uh, it doesn't look like we're going to keep, Devondre Campbell. I don't even know if Devondre Campbell signed anywhere. Uh, because I know he's a free agent now. Um, and I am open to trading. I think we should trade Jordan the Hicks. He's got a pretty expensive contract. And he's also not underperforming, but he's not performing as well as he should. Uh does that mean get rid of him? I don't think so. I don't think we should. I'm just saying that it would be awesome to draft Jeremiah Owasu Koromoa. So, you know, that that uh, and that's another prospect that we could potentially grab. Jalen Waddle, uh, another prospect there. Jalen Waddle, wide receiver out of Alabama. I said this multiple times. He is the most exciting player to watch. I mean, he is so fast, he's so electrifying. I, last year, when when we were uh, highly speculated to draft a wide receiver, I said I don't want to draft C.D. Lamb or you know whoever was a wide receiver in the draft. I said I want to wait till next year so we can draft uh, Jalen Waddle. Now we have an opportunity, but again, I still don't think that he he will fall. I think he'll get snagged up by the Eagles or something. Uh, I guess the only teams that we have to watch out for to draft a receiver are Eagles and Giants. I don't uh, – let me pull up the draft order here. 
but that's that's really it because I don't think Devontae and maybe the Falcons if they trade down. Uh and I, I just I think it's a it's really risky. Or it's not really risky because it's not like we're absolutely depending on on a wide receiver. Now, this is my number one prospect. This is my favorite prospect in this draft, and that is Kyle Pitts. Kyle Pitts has been mocked to the Arizona Cardinals. If we if he was there at 16, this is a must draft. You're not going to pick anyone else but Kyle Pitts. You have to draft Kyle Pitts if he's there. Kyle Pitts is so amazing and how talented he is. He is versatile. Uh, he, he shouldn't even be listed as tight end. He should just be listed as offense. Um, so I would love if he's there. I just, another one, I don't think he'll be there. Um, I really hope so, but you never know. Now, another prospect, uh, and this is definitely a position, uh, Phil, is J.C. Horn, cornerback uh, out of South Carolina. J.C. Horn reminds me a lot of uh, Patrick Peterson, and we just lost Patrick Peterson, so it would be you know, our cornerback position. Just because we have Malcolm Butler now does not make our cornerback spot, you know, good. It it still needs help, a lot of help. The second, the whole secondary needs help. Uh, we have Buda Baker, By, uh, Byron Murphy, and then uh, or Malcolm Butler, and then Robert Alford, who's not. He's not really panned out. He's missed two full seasons with injuries. We re-signed him. I don't know why. Uh, I, I I guess uh, that's that's really moot now. But but I would not close out at all drafting a cornerback in the first round. I think that's what we need to do. Honestly, after after signing James Conner, I think J C Horn. Uh, Caleb Farley, uh, Patrick Sertan, who I don't really think is going to be there, but I think that's what we need to go go with. J.C. Horn, I don't. I I would put him if I were doing a depth chart or a rankings, you know, top five cornerbacks in this class. He'd probably be above Caleb Farley. Now here's another sleeper who I think we maybe maybe we could. You know, sort of do a stretch and or reach and draft uh, Eric Stokes. I know that's that's not really ex- he's he's not really expected to go in the first round. I would love to draft Eric Stokes, honestly. He is super fast. He, I mean, he's insane. He ran what did he run four two four something like that. But he was insanely fast. I would love to draft him. It would probably be a reach, but you never know. You never know. Um, and that's about it for the prospects that are most likely going to be there. I guess we can add Micah Parsons in there, or maybe we'll add a tackle, you know, uh, Rashawn Slater maybe. I don't think so. Uh, an edge rusher would be actually pretty interesting. Uh, Quiddy Pay out of Michigan. I wouldn't mind drafting him. Uh, Jalen Phillips, who I, I know earlier, I think someone you know like Bucky Brooks had us taking him. I don't think we should. 
Uh, I think we should take a better edge rusher. I don't, I don't know if we'll even take an edge rusher, but I don't know. I think we're. I think especially at the spot we're in in the draft, I think we have a potential to land an absolute stud. And that would I, I, I and I don't think we should trade down, and I don't think that we should draft. Well, not we shouldn't draft position need, but we should draft really, really going off best player available. So you don't I I don't know. Uh, I'm really excited to see. I wonder what else is gonna happen. That's going to alter. The draft, you never know. Uh, all right, so let's go into my third segment here, which is Larry Fitzgerald. This is an interesting topic here. Larry Fitzgerald, for the first time in 17 years, is an unrestricted free agent. Is he going to retire? I don't know. I don't know. And this is also actually, you know, Fitzgerald's retirement does really not just his retirement but just his decision does alter the draft if if he retires we're gonna need a wide receiver we're gonna draft a wide receiver see but i guess i should go over after i talk about fitzgerald what receivers are going to be there let's uh if we were doing a scenario where he retired so let's talk about his you know what his decision is going to be I don't know. The experts are saying, I don't really know why this is, why the experts are saying it. It's not like they're in his house, uh, you know, knowing actually the media. They probably bugged their his house. I'm joking, by the way. Uh, but I, I, I can't really, I was, I, don't, I thought after I heard from pretty big sources like Bleacher Report that the experts were saying, Oh, Larry Fitzgerald is probably gonna retire. Well, I I don't know. You can't really say that. You gotta just wait till he till he makes a decision here, unless he's given out pretty big hints. I personally do think he's gonna retire, but I I want to know before the draft because this alters the draft. And I think by this time, the fact that he hasn't said anything, I think he might actually return. I ju- I just I don't know what's going through his mind. He's been He's not been transparent at all. Uh, he's been really quiet. So I don't, I don't know. This is a, this is one of the first. I mean, because there's always, for the past couple of years, there's always Fitz going to be retiring. But it, you've always, you always ask that question, and, and really in the back of your mind, you know, nah, this isn't going to be the year. He doesn't want to go out like this. But, but this is the first year. I, I mean, I haven't. I've been a Cardinal fan for. Technically, my my whole life, uh, to the point where I was able to understand football, where I was old enough, where I could understand what was going on, and I always knew, you know, Fitzgerald was older. He's always been my favorite player of all time. But uh, it it was, you know, what's Fitzgerald gonna do? Is he gonna retire? He's old. You know, I say he's old and he's thirty-seven. That's not like that's not old at all. Uh, but he, this is really the first year, and I think this is the case for a lot of Cardinal fans and really just people around the NFL. Is Fitzgerald might actually retire this year? That's the f- that's really the first year we've kind of 
kind of felt this, you know, little bit of fear that he might retire. And, I, and obviously the day is inevitable. Uh, it's going to be sad no matter what. I, it, It's really going to be heartbreaking to watch his press conference the day he retires. Uh, I got to tell you, I'm not going to. I'm not going to go through that press conference without crying. That's That would be a pretty sad moment. Uh, I'm not going to, you know, puff myself up. Oh, I'm a, I'm a real man. I don't I don't cry. Yeah, no, no. Real men cry in serious situations, not movies, besides, you know, a couple. Okay, so let's get into the last segment of the day. It's a pretty, you know, it's not a lot of segments, but it, again, I think I said this before, if not, I'm saying it again, or I will say it for the first time, that uh, I, I use a website to distribute my podcast, record and distribute, which is Anchor, uh, and that that gives me a 30-minute max. I could probably record somewhere else, because there is an option where I could uh, uh, record and then put it in my library, and then upload it to Anchor, where I could do more than 30 minutes. I may do that one day. I may, I may even live stream the draft on my YouTube. Uh, I, that's We'll have to see about that. And, you know, I, I also talk to talk when I'm being recorded. I talk like I'm talking to a lot of people. I know I'm not talking to a lot of people, but... Why would, if you're not energetic and acting like you're talking to a lot of people or you're popular, why would why would anyone want to tune into your podcast? That's what's going to make people tune into your podcast or YouTube channel or whatever. Because you you have a certain way about you that that draws people's attention. And, and, and it's not like I'm, I'm some energetic freak, you know, everybody loves. I mean, the only people who probably listen to this podcast, uh, even this far, I don't really think anyone's going to get this far in the podcast, but, uh, are the only people we're going to listen to is, you know, my family and friends from school. And I'm totally all right with that. Do you, when did any person who wanted to do this start out with a million followers? You know, I'm, I'm not expecting a million followers. I'm just expecting to, I'm really not expecting anything. I'm just putting, you know, stuff out there that I, I like doing and have always thought of doing. So now I'm here doing it. Well, this it's, this is really off topic. I'm supposed to be talking about my segments. Okay. Uh, the fourth segment, which is my last segment, is a report that the Niners are open to taking Justin Fields over Mac Jones. Now this, this is, I think the best decision the 49ers can make. I'm already going to do a spoiler of my full seven-round mock draft for the Niners, is that I think that they should draft Justin Fields. And let me tell you why. Mac Jones has played literally like almost really just one season. I guess you can count when he came in for Tua Tunga Viola, but that, that wasn't much experience at all. That was just a taste of college football. It's not even close to the pros. Uh, but he did have a one season, and he had a really good season. Now, just because I, I made this reference before that I think Mac Jones is 
could be another Mitchell Trubisky because Mitchell Trubisky played only 14 games, I think, as a starter. And the Bears ended up drafting him over Patrick Mahomes and and uh, Deshaun Watson. I don't know. I was blanking on that. Uh, but I, that was a, that's a different situation. Uh, I don't know why they drafted him. I don't think the Chicago Bears have been a, a very smart organization. Of course, that's really you – know, I'm not going to judge anyone on that. Uh, now, uh, I guess a lot of people would say, well, you know, Joe Burrow really played one season for LSU. Uh, he had an outstanding season, and that was it. He didn't have much college college experience. When he was at Ohio State, he had no experience. He didn't play. The, he didn't play. But Joe, I mean, Joe Burrow's different. Okay, you could have you had a sense that Joe Burrow was going to be different. I mean, he 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 had that feeling, and I think he's. You can't really compare. You're comparing an apple and an orange with Mr. Trubisky and Joe Burrow. Uh, Joe Burrow is a different type of quarterback than Mr. Trubisky. You just you just knew a lot more about Joe Burrow going into the draft. I don't think a lot of people knew about Mitchell Trubisky going into the draft. That's why I'm still puzzled to this day. Why do you draft Mitchell Trubisky over Patrick Mahomes and Deshaun Watson? Pat Deshaun Watson literally like won the the national championship that year. Or I think the the year before. I don't. I didn't. I didn't get it at all. Uh. So I guess you know that it it doesn't really make any difference now, but but let me get back to the point of why I think that they should draft Fields. Fields is a lot more experienced. Fields is, I know there's been some rumors uh, that he's not dedicated to his work, that he just went to Ohio State just to you know boost himself. Doesn't really like his teammates. Doesn't have a good worth at work ethic. I don't buy it. I really don't buy it. Uh I don't know who where these reports are coming from. So I don't I I just don't think people should just flock to the latest report. You're really gonna just believe some guy on the internet? It's the internet guys. You can't you can't believe it. Uh so Justin Fields, I really I again I don't buy this this stuff that he's not you know he doesn't have a good work ethic. I I think that he's a smart quarterback who can get the job done. Who's proven proven himself to get the job done. He's had two years of experience, um, and I I like him. I I don't I don't think that I just think that he's a better quarterback than Mac Jones. Uh, Mac Jones, he's just. I just don't think he's ready for the pros. People call him the most ready quarterback. He's not ready. Joe Burrow, or Joe Burrow, Justin Fields, I think, is more ready than Mac Jones. You look at the footage, you compare the footage. Joe, uh, I said Joe Burrow again, gosh. Uh, Justin Fields is more, more pro-ready. He hasn't really been plagued with a lot of injuries. I, I, I just think you don't want to risk pulling another Bears in 2017, drafting Trubisky, when you have Justin Fields. And another reason is why 
Let's look at the 49ers division. They're in the NFC West. Who's in that division? Seattle Seahawks. Who have you been contending with for like eight years now, nine years now with the Seahawks? Russell Wilson. Why do you have to contend with him? Because he's a mobile quarterback. He's a fast quarterback. He's an agile quarterback. He's And he's not just like these Lamar Jacksons who just you do your three-step drop back and your first instinct is to run instead of trying to complete complete the play. No, Russell Wilson he he uses his feet, his mobility, his at his, his the fact that he's agile to get the play done. Now, obviously, he's going to run when he has to. You're not going to, just because you're fast and you can avoid tacklers, doesn't mean that you're not going to run. you got to run on sometimes. Even pocket passers run sometimes because you have to. Uh, I'm not saying that you shouldn't run. I'm just saying that your first instinct after you do your three-step drop back is not even look if if you can complete a play and you just run. I Run up the middle. Oh, yeah, I can do these flashy moves. I can do this. I can do that. I don't even, I'm not even fond of Lamar Jackson because the only people who know Lamar Jackson are just nine-year-old kids who are addicted to Madden Ultimate Team. So, you know, if you get your, I just, I, I also want to say, I know this is really, I'm not being pretty kind here, uh, but if you get your football knowledge off of Madden Ultimate Team, do not come to me or do not do not act like you're a pro in football. I'm not saying that I'm a pro in football. I just don't get my knowledge off of Madden Ultimate Team. Uh, and I don't also, you know, use the flavor of the month player. Ooh, DK Metcalf, eh, Darren Henry, eh, Lamar Jackson. Can you be a little bit more knowledgeable than that? Okay. Uh, I, I don't know why I went on a tangent there about that. It just gets me infuriated. I hate that. So, as I was saying, Justin Fields, I listed the reasons, and then and then you look at the Arizona Cardinals. You go to the Arizona Cardinals. Kyler Murray, another Russell Wilson type. The game of quarterbacks are changing, and the mobile quarterbacks, and mobile, there's a difference between mobile and a scrambling quarterback. Uh, scrambling quarterback is uh, Lamar Jackson, Michael Vick, uh, Actually, I, should, I shouldn't even put Mike, uh, Lamar Jackson in the same category category as Michael Vick. Lamar Jackson is nowhere near as good Mike, as Michael Vick. Michael Vick can do a little bit more than the ball, with the ball. Uh, but the game of quarterbacks are changing. It's no longer your six foot five, 230-pound pocket passer quarterback with a strong arm. It's a 5'9", 6'8", quarterback who is fast, mobile, and smart. And I, I like that. I like that. I think it gives a lot more excitement to the game. Uh, and you're seeing that with the type of quarterbacks like Russell Wilson, Kyler Murray, et cetera, et cetera. So I think if the 49ers are going to keep up with the Joneses here, I think this is the perfect opportunity to do it. And I don't. I think you should snag – Justin Fields while you can. I don't. I think you should still avoid Trey Lance. I would choose Trey Lance over uh, Mac Jones, but I'll, I'll talk. Maybe I'll talk about Trey Lance another time uh, in the in their mock draft that I'll do today. I, I am going to be doing a Jets and 49ers mock draft. So that's that's really just the closing here. 
I uh, talked about all all the segments today. I was going to talk about Julian Edelman's retirement. I just don't I don't feel like doing that. I know that's not really a hey uh positive attitude there. Well, I don't feel like doing it. I I just not that I don't feel like doing it. I just don't think it's really important enough. Uh I do think you know I I uh give props to Julian Edelman. He had a good career. I know he was released by the uh Patriots, and then next thing you know, he retires shortly after. So, thank you for joining me today on on a Tuesday here. Uh, I think this is my fifth episode going on. Uh, I will be doing a sixth episode where I'll be covering my uh, two mock drafts, full seven-round mock drafts, being the New York Jets and San Francisco 49ers. So, be sure to turn into that and you know be aware of when I post this and post the other episodes so thank you for joining me and have a good rest of your day